We are heading back down to the coast in South Carolina, down Hilton Head, for the tournament director of the RBC Heritage, Steve Wilmot. Good Steve, morning, welcome Steve. back into the golf shop. Uh, Mark Mack, good morning. How Thank are you, you man? So yeah. Happy Saturday. Thanks. Yeah. Same to you, man. This is uh, the the time of year when you know you get to put your feet up, relax, and not have to do a whole lot. Yeah, it's easy. Um, I mean, it's just your all job runs is itself, easy, right? Steve. Actually, you're. You, we can let's talk for a couple hours. You're getting me out of a lot of work right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this, is, this is all good. So let's make this a long interview. No, this is a. It's an exciting time. It, you know, it's such a team effort. Yep. It's such a community effort um and you know all the pga tour events you know such you uh, you know such as the one you have up in charlotte as well i mean it's uh it's it's a fun time you know if i if i had to put in the hours i do this time of year every day of the year i probably wouldn't do it but i i love it and it's um you know we're 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 tweaking things as we speak right now steve i've never really paid a whole lot of attention to um your field you know a week out but but i was looking at the field this morning and i would venture to say and tell me if i'm wrong i think the heritage has the best field following a major of any of the other three majors. I just think the field is always so good down there. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, we weren't sure where we were going to be this year right. in the field. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of tournaments that, you know, would prefer not to be in front of a major or after a major. And we're certainly follow the, you know, the premier event in all the sports. But, our field is is tremendous, yeah. and um, we have t- six of the top ten, twelve of the top twenty in the world. Uh, and a real indication this week that we we got was a, one of the Champions Tour players by the name of Steve Stricker that committed because he, he wants to be down here to check out these guys for the Ryder Cup right. team. So, yeah, we're excited about it this year for sure. Yeah, it was funny because I was telling these guys I was listening to Dustin Johnson's press conference. Um, uh, earlier in the week, um, you know, prior to teeing it up at the Masters, and they're asking him, you know, since now you're a Masters champion, uh, how long are you going to play at Augusta? And he was kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, as long as I can still play, I would play as long as I can. And he's like, heck, I don't even know if I'm going to play next week. And then he realized, oh, yeah, but RBC's my sponsor. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm playing next Uh, week at the Heritage. So uh, it was kind of funny how things like that work. foot in mouth there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. Well, and it's, yeah, and, and the way I look at it, too, and Dustin does happy sponsor, happy life. So we, we try, to, <laughs> yeah. we try to do everything we can for RBC as well. But uh. yeah, so good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, one of my favorite golf courses that I've gotten to play a couple times uh, through the years, and and uh, you know, the fact that you guys were were able to get this in last year at a different moment in time, but uh, still a great tournament and a great champion in Webb Simpson, one of the guys that. Uh, you know, we hope is going to be a uh, a horse in the Ryder Cup for us. Oh, a- absolutely! And you know, we to think what we did go through, and it these, these are extraordinary times for 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 everybody, not just certainly golf. Right. And for us to not have the event in April last year, and then two weeks later be given an opportunity to to host it in June, com- obviously a completely different feeling with no spectators and all. And then this year in limited capacity, I mean, we're 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 fortunate to be um you know back and getting things back on track and it's it's not where we were last year but it's certainly not where we were in 2019 but uh to have Webb Simpson you know has been so close over the years um to have won last year and he's been a great you know defending champion mm-hmm. for us 
in support of some of our a lot of our efforts and um so we're we're anticipating a great week it is a different feel you know the number one concern that we've had leading into the tournament this year which we will continue to uh do is obviously the safety health and well-being of everybody being the number one priority and then you know it's given us an opportunity to open up our charitable efforts this year which yeah. we had to close down last year and that's why we as PGA tour events do what we do is to be able to give back so you know it's going to it's an interesting year will be an interesting even look from television because we have not built it out like we have in the past mm-hmm. of course last year we had nothing out there but uh you know we'll, we'll have a limited capacity of spectators and we announced the sellout yesterday so we're uh we're excited about you know getting things going here next week steve what is that what is that sellout number um as far as fans well, it's it's roughly it's twenty percent of our capacity, okay. and you know we we have a unique you know obviously we have access we know how many tickets we sell in years past and but being weekly badges and being through a community there's obviously access points and some other things but uh, you know it's it's a it's a five thousand number okay. um, because we just don't we don't have you know we are a flat we're the low country yep. here and. You know, it's like the players, you know, to see a golf course like that that has some vistas, viewing areas. Even up in Charlotte at uh, Quail Hollow, yep. there are some areas that you can sit and uh, lay down and kind of social distance. We don't have have that. So our number is a little lower than some of these other tournaments, but we also unfortunately didn't build out bleachers or skyboxes this year except for one small area our version of the green mile out between 16 17 and 18 ourselves <laughs> yeah. and uh um and, and because of the social distancing yeah. i mean we unfortunately if you're building the structure you have to be at 50 percent capacity and the, even the skyboxes and we felt we kind of would took a different approach with it and have sold two different tickets and that's it. And, um, you know, we're trying to get through this year to get to next year, but we anticipate a, you know, a great week next week. And I can tell you the community is a buzz and people Good. are, because they're anxious to get out and about again. And the players, I don't care how many people it is, the players really appreciate fans out there, regardless of the number. 5,000 is an okay number compared to zero. So, yeah, um, you, you know, that that's a good thing. Absolutely, and um, you know you can tell in the you know the players, and you know they they're glad to be out there, and mm-hmm. they like the, the excitement, and um, you know we're 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 anticipating. It's it's been a long year for everybody, and to know that we've been through it a couple times. The bad news is we went through it in June, and the good news is we went through it in June, so we're kind of prepared with some of the. Some of the health has been the protocols that we're following, safety and you know sanitizing of buses and some of these other things that we've had to do before. And hopefully this will be a thing of the past here sooner than later. And uh, you know as each as each week goes by, more and more people obviously are being vaccinated and it feels safer. And uh, so hopefully the. You know, the end is in near. It's getting nearer when that hopefully opens up for uh, you know the PGA Tour will hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, again, we're talking with tournament director for the Aubrey C. Heritage, Steve Wilmot. And, Steve, I, I tell you what, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping again for the excitement that you had last year. I mean, Webb Simpson, down the stretch, kind of, uh, you know, had lost his mojo a little bit in birdies 12, 13, 15, 16, and 17 yeah, he went to, crazy. to jump out into the lead. And with all that, he's still only one by one shot. I know. Yeah, yeah well, I actually um, – um, 
Oh, answer, I guess it was. He shot a 63 on Sunday and lost, and it was yeah. the lowest score for someone to shoot on Sunday on the, on the final page going into a tournament, and he ends up losing. Wow. But um, and we had some inclement weather, so it was a long day on Sunday yep. of last year. But Webb, Web, you know, it was it was a win-win-win for everybody because Webb being obviously a, somewhat of a local and Charlotte and Winston, you know, Wake Forest and – and RBC. So RBC was certainly thrilled as well. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm assuming you guys have everything in tip-top shape as usual. And, uh, again, this is the golf course where, you know, you got to think your way around it. You can be in the middle of the fairway and, and not have a straight be, shot to a flag. Blocked, so, uh, again, right. I love watching this thing, and uh, it's going to be great to see it yet again and, and back in its normal spot. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, this is, we, we've embraced being, you know, the week after the Masters. And uh, it's amazing the, if you look at our field, the international players that are spending this week up in Augusta and they make the three hour trip down here and, uh, and they kind of use, make it as a vacation, but they get to play golf too in, a, in a, you know, one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. So it's uh, kind of a win, win, win for everybody. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up too, Steve, was, you know, I see five guys on here that are going to be on the European Ryder Cup team. I mean, that's impressive to, to hang on after Augusta and go down and go down to your place and play. I, I, that's a testament to you guys. Well, well, thank you. you know, and again, it's uh, it's what the this community has 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 done to bring the players here to keep the players here the commitment that the sea pines resort and the riverstone group has and and it is it's it this community it's yes is the answer what's the question yeah. and for for me to be able to reach out to the mayor the even the governor of south carolina too to be able to if we need support or what can we do they're all they realize the importance of this this tournament not just this community but the state of south carolina and uh you know i'm honored and privileged to be a part of something as special as this but it yeah. truly is a team effort and we have 1200 strong volunteers and you know they, they're not they're just not working the week of the tournament they're they they work year round yeah. on how to get better and do better to so that we can be better well steve as always man we appreciate you coming on with us giving an update of the uh, upcoming week and uh, i'm sorry you got to go back and work now <laughs> no, we can, we can still talk. <laughs> just just yeah. when we get sure off, there's, when, some there's some rope and stake or barricade or something. Yeah, when we get off the it. air, just stay on the phone and pretend like you're talking to us. You can do that all day long, man. It, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you, gentlemen, for all your support and uh, all you do for the game of golf as well. And um, you know, you uh, appreciate uh, you anything we can do here and um, hopefully see you guys again soon. And if, if not, same time next year, it'd be great. All right, we'll do it. Thank Thanks you, a lot. Steve. You bet. Take care. That can only mean one thing, folks. Hello, friends. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by GolfNickers.com, the world's leading retailer of classic golf apparel. Perfect. Hit the website, GolfNickers.com, view the complete line of matching socks, caps, and shirts, from plaids to solids to diamonds, even your favorite college or pro team. And don't forget the promo code GOLFSHOP to save 10% off your order. Thank you, Mr. Nance. Welcome back to the Golf Shop. Mark Greenhouse, Matt Blanchard, Liberty Bill. 
We'll have to. Uh, we lost John Boyette. Apparently, he got yeah, fed up with my apparently uh, commercial. He, he doesn't like Jim Nash very much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. I can do that. I can be. I can be on the broadcast. CBS, are you listening? Hello, friends. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Mark. How are you today? <laughs> Perfect. It is time to go down to Augusta, Aiken, South Carolina, and John Boyette, who is the executive editor of the Aiken Standard. What's going on, John? Oh, it's a chilly morning in Augusta, but it's going to be a beautiful week. John, we lost you. Do you not like Jim Nance or at least Mark's imitation of him? <laughs> I, I love Jim Nance, and I love Mark's imitation of him. <laughs> yeah, it is cold this morning, man. It Woo! really is. But it's going to be warm next week. You know, I, we were, I was looking at the forecast, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, it hasn't rained for a couple days. It's going to be in the 80s through Thursday. Is Thursday going to be as fun as I think it could be? I think it's really going to be nice and crispy and firm, and I think we're going to have to see some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there watching this forecast going, man, like Thursday and most of Friday, we could get, you know, uh, just unbelievable conditions, firm and fast, and what we love to see at Augusta. And then we might get a little rain, which could, like, make the weekend, like, fun from a birdie fest yeah, standpoint. But it's, do you think it's going to rain hard enough, though, John, for for it to really soften up the golf course? I don't see that in the forecast, really. No, I don't. I mean, everything that all the models that leading up until recently were showing, you know, pretty dry going into to next weekend. So, right. you know, I think they're going to have a really, you know, firm and fast master awesome. just like they wanted. It'll be totally opposite of what we had in November. That, yeah, for sure. All right. So a couple questions. Uh, uh, what's our fan capacity going to be? And uh, are the kids on vacation again, uh, spring break, as they usually are this time of year? Yeah, the kids are on vacation for spring break. And, uh, you know, but you know, I have not met anybody personally that got a, a regular badge or practice round mm-hmm. ticket. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of the people that, you know, the volunteers who work in the gallery control or scoring control, mm-hmm. they were able to buy some tickets for the practice round and to get a series badge. Nice. So I think a lot of those people are going to be out here, some of their friends and family. Good. Um, I think the Berkman's Place, which is the luxury uh, hospitality area right. that Augusta National runs, they're going to be, you know, I heard 60, 70% capacity. So I think you're going to have a lot of the corporate types and uh, some of the, the longtime volunteers who had the purchase to buy some tickets. But other than that, I mean, people that have been getting badges for 50, 60 years were shut out. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Obviously, there'll be a little different vibe than we had in November. Um, you know, it's funny because we were talking about leading. And, you know, when we had, we announced that we were going to be in November last year, we're like, man, you know, the weather could be interesting. <laughs> and then it ended up being warmer than it is 50% of the time in April. But at least we're going to get the 80s and 70s and 80s this week. Yeah, it was beautiful outside that one day, I guess, Thursday, when Thursday. they had a little bit of a weather delay in the morning. But, you know, it's uh, I think we're going to have pretty good weather. And, you know, this time of year, we're prone to having some, some afternoon thunderstorms or showers roll through. But it's, uh, you know, it should produce some uh, interesting golf coming up what's it going to be like from a media perspective i mean you guys get to get in there or uh limited or all virtual or what yeah it's uh it's very similar to what we had in november they very limited numbers of people who are actually here in person i'm one of the fortunate ones that uh that's in in the building and uh you know you have to mask up you know social distance you know they've got it well spaced in the media center and Excuse me, I've been fighting off a little cold. I think it's uh, allergies. But, um, 
you know the uh you know not not a normal media capacity but they do have a lot of people who have a online or virtual access that are they'll be writing about it as well yeah so what what do you feel like is the vibe as opposed to november i mean are we like man we're back here again so soon or we or are we more like okay this is like what it's supposed to be uh, you know, I mean, I think it's sort of more normal than 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 a November Masters sure. for sure because of the weather and you know the azaleas are blooming. The course is going to be beautiful when you see it this afternoon for the women's amateur. It's going to look good. Um, I think you'll see that carry out through next week. Um, you know, I think there'll be a few fans. I think that'll make a difference. It'll be a little bit more energy on the grounds and. I think the members I was told got to the, the players and the members were able to buy up to four tickets per day. Mm. So I think you'll see more people out here for sure. John, speaking of the women's amateur, we were talking earlier, what is the rationale behind playing two days and then taking a day off and then coming to Augusta to play the final round? Why, why do they do that? They want to give everybody a chance to play Augusta national. I got you for the practice round. Gotcha. So that's, that's the whole purpose of that. What a treat! What a treat! Wow! Yeah, and I think it's I think it's classy that yeah. everybody, even if you didn't make the cut for for the That's, final round, yeah. to to play the practice round. Yeah, but do you expect uh, Augusta a National to ever do anything that's not classy? I don't. I mean, it's for, no, no, but, no, no. I mean, no. it's they, it's the best. They do is first class. That's right. Top notch. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson withdraws from the Valero. Um, has he been seen down there yet? Has he been poking around? Uh, and it, is. Is he at uh, the top of your? I mean, he's the betting odds. He's the favorite. Uh, is he your favorite this week? You know, I'm a little concerned about Dustin. Me I mean, I think it's going to be a whole different set of responsibilities for him this week. He's going to have the Champions Dinner. You know, he's got a lot. You know, the pigs in the blanket are, is, is a first course on his menu. <laughs> you know, so it's no, uh, it's not. You know, are you serious? Me for yes. you know being the champion, and <laughs> you know, he's got a target on his back, but. uh you know, I'm I'm concerned the way he's played the last couple of times. You know, coming in, you know, I don't think he had a good uh, taste in his mouth after losing to Kevin Na in the match play. No. And you know, maybe maybe he took this week off from Valero just to recharge his batteries and get his get his mind right. We were talking about that too. I, I but I have concern as well, John. I think uh, something's up. He just didn't look like he was into it at all last week. Um, yeah. Uh, and that, uh, he, but he never looks like he's overly concerned about anything. But I mean, it just didn't look like he was into it. Hopefully, that's what no, he's it a great. Is. He's a great, got a great poker face. You never can tell, no you know, what his, what his emotions no are, doubt. and he's, he stays pretty even keel. But yeah. you know, just from a physical specimen standpoint, you know, he's he's built to play well on this golf course, and you know, I'll, I'll never count him out. Yeah. So you know, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Tiger Woods will not be at the Champions Dinner, we assume. We haven't heard one way or the other, but the assumption is probably he's not nowhere near to making the uh, Champions Dinner. But uh, we're going to have a good crowd for that, aren't we? Oh, yeah. They always have a good turnout. And I think as more and more of the people are getting vaccinated, I think that's probably, you know, allaying some of the concerns or fears that some of the older golfers might have. And I think they had a great turnout in November. So, I mean, I think I think a lot of these guys will still come back. Yeah, and of course, you know, Matt, if you haven't seen the menu, uh, it, you know, it's something that we you could put together in about 30 seconds. Pigs uh, in blankets, okay. That's pigs nice. in a blanket and lobster and corn Doesn't fritters. Doesn't that speak so highly of the South? And lobster and corn <laughs> fritters. Lobster, okay. Uh, then house salad or Caesar salad. Family-style sides, which are mashed potatoes and spring vegetables. The main course is filet mignon and uh, miso-marinated sea bass. And then for dessert is peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. 
Sounds like a nice menu. You know, as, as a golf freak, there is nothing I would like to do more than be in that room. Of course, everybody says that, but I mean, can you imagine what the talk is like in, in that in that room for yeah, those that's, two that's or three the most hours? Special night in golf. Golly, man! I mean, I, I would kill for that. John, what would your menu be? Well, I'm uh, I'm a good old Southern boy like uh, Dustin. So you know, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to have some good. Uh, good uh, pulled pork you know i like yes, to add a good steak uh you know i'm a i'm a traditional you know <laughs> don't get me wrong john i'm a southern boy <laughs> yeah, right when i first read the that you know here's his menu i was totally going low country boil i really was uh, yeah that would have been good i was thinking that's what it was going to be uh, uh, for some yeah. yeah i mean that's the obvious choice is the thing so you know so who's who's you know Unfortunately, Bill and Maddie, they're trying to make up ground in our picks, but they're still like four million or so behind. Four million me. behind. Um, so I'm who 3. are your point nine million? Again, we're talking to John, John Boyette with the Aiken Standard. Uh, who are your picks? Who are your favorites coming into this thing? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm in a pool where I have to pick people at the start of the year, and I right. picked uh, Patrick Cantlay and Rory McIlroy, and uh, I'm, I like one of those two. <laughs> and, and it's not Rory, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, I think you got to look at Spieth. I mean, the way he he's putts, coming uh, sort seemed to found his game here recently. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas. You, know, you can't discount what he just did at the Players Championship oh, a couple wow. weeks ago. So, you know, I think it's as wide open as we've ever seen it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's going to come down to again, it's it's the firm and fast. I mean, what what do you make of Bryson? Has Bryson the brand? that we call him here, has he maybe won you over a little bit uh, watching him handle the API and the Players' Championship that he's just not stepping up and bombing it all the time, that he's doing a little more picking and choosing? Does that bode well for him at Augusta? I think it has to. <clears throat> you know, I think, but it, I think it, it all boils down to how he's going to play on the greens here and putt. And, you know, I don't think he's ever, you know, handled the greens here particularly well. And I think his best finish was when he was an amateur. So, you know, I would proceed with caution with him. The other thing at Augusta, John, as you know, I mean, if he's bombing it and, and, and missing it right and missing it left, Augusta doesn't have good angles to the green from, from, from where he hits it other than the fairway. It just doesn't. Right. You know? So, Yeah, I think we'll somebody see. said it's hard enough, <clears throat> you right. know, when you're in the fairways to put the ball in the proper place on the green than if you're out of, out of position, it's even more difficult. Exactly. Well, I mean, his first tee shot last year off of number 11, I mean, you could have ended up in the next area code yeah, had true. it had not hit a few trees. Yeah. I mean, it was that far offline and that far gone, and he actually got really lucky that he, he was able to find it and, and – get it down near in front of the green. I mean, he had a couple of tee shots in his first nine holes that, you know, could have ended up in South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know the direction, but this is just a general observation. So, yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, it, for me, if he does, if he only hits driver for me on number two, mm -hmm. on number eight, right. on number. Well, he doesn't need one at 13. 15. Right. I mean, and then occasionally, if you want to, you know, take a chance on like number five, if the if the wind's not in your face and be able to bomb right. it over the bunkers and take the bunkers out of play, that's yeah. that's it for me for drivers. If he does that, he's on my list. If he's not doing that, he's not on my list. Right. Yeah, I think he's got to be really smart about it and uh, know that he doesn't need to hit driver full throttle every hole out here. And I think he finally learned that at uh, at Bay Hill, and he did yeah. he did it again at the players. I he mean, did. you didn't see it a whole lot. I mean. 
and it come to your point, it comes down to his iron play and and getting it in the right spots on the green and and his wedge game has been subpar for where he hits it and as many times as he hits wedges in. So I think if he can get that, I think he needs to go see Dustin Johnson because Dustin Johnson learned how to dial all his wedges sure in, did. and that's what's yep. elevated his game. And I think if Bryson does that, he's in business as well. I agree, hundred percent. There's got to be somebody on the European side that's going to that's going to play this week well this week, and I don't know who it is. I mean, it could be Terrell Hatton, it could be Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I don't know, but I think there's going to be a there's going to be a couple Europeans. What about, what about Sergio? Well, there you go. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's won it before. I'm not sure about his overall putting, John. Uh, he's never been that great of a putter. And in Augusta, you've yeah. got to be, you know. I've heard time and time again, and it's very rare, but you hear these guys like Zach Johnson went four days without three-putting the green at, at, at Augusta the year he won. I mean, that's incredible to not three-putt one time at Augusta National. So, uh, are you okay, John? I'm okay. I'm Are you sorry. sure it's not COVID, man? <laughs> I, I'm thinking it sounded like COVID there, John. No, he's got media credentials. It is not COVID. It's not COVID. Yeah. Whoever's listening that belongs to Augusta National, he does not have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll touch up with you again and uh, next Saturday, boots on the ground, and find out what's going on. So uh, have a great watch of the practice rounds and uh, the first few rounds, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, that sounds great. I look forward to it. Thanks Thank a lot, you, my John. man. All right, bye-bye. That is John Boyette, the executive director for editor, executive editor for the Aiken Standard. Joining us now, he's our main man over at One Iron Golf. Matt Lake joins us. Matt, what's going on? Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I, I, I've warned everybody that we're going nerd golf in this segment because you and I need to talk. <laughs> and, I mean, and Matt, okay. and Matt, since mine are still in the box in the trunk, yeah, it'll be mostly a Matt Lake, Mark Greenhouse interview. Because his, uh, okay, right, yeah. his nickname right now is Lift One, Drag One because he's still got the boot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very sorry to learn that you haven't been able to play him, but yeah, he'll be ready for you when you're ready. That's right. That's so, right. yeah, so Matt, man, these things, they're going long, they're going straight, and I, there's things I've got to know. I mean, uh, you know, the, there's, there's shafts <laughs> in these things that are... As soon as you are, tell him, Matt, he's going to start chopping it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got we have black shafts in these things. They're like stealth shafts. We don't know what's in there, We but the jumbo grips on yeah, there. Right. Um, I'm so intrigued with the jumbo grips that I actually ordered three to go on my driver, uh, my three-wood and my driving iron that I'm using right now. Um, I think they're coming in like tomorrow, so uh, those things will be going. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff I need to know. Okay, certainly. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have been doing this for a long time. I mean, obviously, when you, you know, and I and I even did a side-by-side comparison of my current irons, like shaft length and and uh, and loft and all this stuff, and I was trying to look and trying to figure something out. I mean, you guys are slightly different, obviously, in the, in the lofts, and uh, some are a little stronger, some are a little weaker. Obviously, the shaft lengths are all the same. But they seem to go fairly consistently right in line kind of with my current set, maybe just a touch longer. Uh, so it was interesting from that standpoint. So that from, from that, I mean, how do you make a 47-degree pitching wedge with a, you know, essentially a six-iron shaft in it go almost the same length as my current pitching wedge that's much shorter? I mean, how do you guys do that? Certainly. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a common misconception is that shaft length has something to do with distance. You know, a half inch of shaft length has nothing. It's really your, your swing speed is what's important. Yeah. And in a conventional set, obviously, you're supposed to hit a five iron faster than a six iron. You're supposed to swing it faster. So that's really where the distance is coming from and the loft angle, of course. Uh, line goal is also a part of that as well. But if you keep that consistent swing speed, you know, with everything being identical about our clubs, you know, they weigh the same, so your swing speed is identical. Uh, your line goal is really what we're fitting you to with uh, the wrist-to-floor measurement. At a determined shaft length, that's certainly a component of it, but it's really that ideal 63.5-degree uh, line goal uh, that sets you up, you know, to get solid contact and, uh, you know, solid center ball contact on a consistent basis. But, yeah, shaft length isn't a part of that equation. And a lot of people really think it is. They're like, wow, this, this is the reason that, that this is, is. It's like, no, the reason that they're all cut down like that in the conventional world is for ease of mass production. It's easier to just send out a set like that to the masses. And, you know, that's why golfers have favorite sure. clubs in their bag. You yeah. know, it, it really comes closest to fitting them, you know, those, you know, one or two clubs. And, and if you think about it, too, that kind of further screws up distance gapping if you do have a favorite iron in your bag. You're going to swing that club faster than the club above it. So with our system, we make everything completely identical uh, with each other. The only difference is that four-degree loft angle progression. So you're going to have exact distance gapping of, uh, you know, uh, between, between each club, exact distance gapping. Because distance in iron play is really a function of three things, three determinants. It's swing speed solid center ball contact, and the loft angle of the iron. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Driver's different. It's a different arc. It's a different swing plane. But in iron iron play, that's it. So having the first two being equal, the only difference is that loft angle uh, progression so you have exact distance capping. Yeah, Mark told a story last week, Matt, about his uh, the first hole he played when he was playing with him, and, and he hit a four-iron, two, a 236 carry over a bunker, and I'm thinking, yeah, are that you was kidding? pretty impressive. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's yeah. tour quality. Uh, I was laying up. <laughs> yeah. and it ended up being not so much a layup. <laughs> Maybe that was it. He he, he 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 swung so smooth that it just it just went. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I, man, yeah, I am jonesing to do this, man. <laughs> just <laughs> killing me, man. Yeah, we can't wait for you to get out. There yeah, really. Too. Yeah, we heard yeah. about the injury. I'm very sorry about that. And and with it, you know that's fantastic. You know, you really seem like you've picked it up quick. For some golfers, they get it right out of the box. You know, other guys, you know, other golfers, uh, men and women, uh, it can take them a little bit longer. Mm. Uh, you know, to acclimate and really use the power and the strength of your torso. You know, instead of like being hunched over these little clubs that kind of prey on the back and spine and everything. So, so you know, over, we're in our 25th year now, too. So, you know, good long time uh, thinking about this and, uh, you know, and really developing club design, uh, you know, for these principles. So, but yeah, that is a, that is a common misconception about shaft length. Uh, you know, is that that has some determined, you know, some some, you know, some determining factor on distance, but it but it really doesn't. You know, half inch of shaft is negligible in weight and it doesn't weigh anything. So that's not going to, you know, certainly do uh, certainly do much. So, but yeah, glad to hear your experience. I, that sounds um, that sounds incredible. You picked it up very quick, you know, and uh, yeah, center ball position for everything. It just makes it so much easier, but it's very important to be fitted you know, to have your clubs fitted to you so that you're truly capitalizing on, you know, the, the strength of your torso. You know, and again, we're talking with uh, One Iron Golf's Matt Lake. And, Matt, the other maybe misconception that I, potentially I had as in, you know, watching Bryson was, you know, short game. Um, you know, thinking that, wow, now you're, you're going from this little, you know, lob wedge, you know, short little lob wedge that you feel like you can do anything with around the greens 
And then next thing you know, I mean, I don't play that much, so I've almost developed chipping yips, especially on a Bermuda grass where it seems like I, mm-hmm. I shallow out and I clip it and I chunk it, or then the next one I blade because I don't want to chunk it. I, I mean, I hit a couple of pitch shots with just with the sandwich, uh, and I mean, standing up taller, I mean, I hit two absolutely beautiful pitch shots that if when I haven't, I mean, I didn't practice chipping, and next thing you know, I'm hitting two <laughs> great chip shots. So I almost felt like standing up taller made me less likely to chunk it or blade it than I would normally. So, I mean, can you talk about that aspect of it? Yeah, absolutely. So those clubs, and, you know, they're in the conventional world, you when you start cutting the shaft down that much, it gets so stiff, you know. So there's really no shaft flex rating that's consistent, you know, in uh, in the conventional world because, you know, the first few clubs, you know, if you get like a regular flex or a senior flex, first few clubs will be that but as they start cutting that shaft down it gets stiffer and stiffer and the lob wedges out there i mean you can't even bend them mm-hmm. you know they're designed for a very far back uh you know uh, far back in your stance shot uh you know obviously you're, you're hunched over you know this little club and things like that so really you know having the confidence of clubs that fit you perfectly and the bounce angle too of those is so incredibly high the degrees of offset are crazy because because they know that to get people to hit these things with any sort of accuracy, you know, you have to have these degrees of offset uh, baked in and this bounce angle baked in, especially when you're hitting something, you know, if you're a left, you know, right-handed golfer, you're, you're hitting something that far to the right of your stance. So with our clubs, the bounce angle and the line and the bounce angle, the degrees of offset are the same. Mm-hmm. And those are also built in, you know, based on that, uh, based on that measurement. So by having those, your clubs are just going to be more accurate, but yeah, being more upright and standing more upright uh, you know, you know that that you're going to get solid contact, even with chips and pitches. And of course, with any new wedge, you know, you got to get distance control down, you know, things like that. But having a club that you're standing more upright, you are going to be more confident in that shot, uh, you know, because a your back knows that it's not going to hurt <laughs> after a round. And that's kind of where golfers kind of kind of go downhill with wedge play over the years is that it starts hurting their back and spine being hunched over like that, and making all these shots. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the shots aren't going to be as great you know, on a, on a long enough uh, timeline. So having the clubs that, that fit, the, you know, the, all the irons being identical and everything in the same way, you know exactly how they're going to hit. They're all going to hit exactly the same. So uh, the lob wedge, you know, the, the 59, 55, the 55 degree does have a little bit more bounce in it to assist out of the bunker, but it's a perfectly good club out of the fairway too. You know, whereas most golfers would never consider doing that with, uh, you know, with their conventional sand wedge. They'll just bury it into the ground, you know, because that, uh, that bounce angle is so high. So what we find about the wedges, too, is the same as the rest of the irons. You know, it's the same thing. Even for those short little shots, you can, you know, choke down on the grip. You can move the ball placement around. You know, you really have a lot of options, but you're still going to be more upright. And being more upright, you're going to be more accurate. That's how we judge distance and depth when we're throwing a football or a baseball or certainly a golf swing. It's the same thing. Uh, Putting is more with the periphery, so that doesn't really – that doesn't really count in that aspect. But if you're 10, 15 yards out, being more upright and having your eyes more upright, you'll be more accurate. So, Yeah, well, the only, and the only thing that I haven't figured out yet is how to not hit it straight. <laughs> because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, the accuracy. Well, yeah, because I was on the 17th hole and I my tee shot, I hit it in the left side of the fairway. But where I was compared to where the pin was, there was a tree that was overhanging and I had to hit a little like draw nine iron around it. And I and I hit it and I I tried to draw it and I hit it dead straight and I was like oh, let me try that again I put another one down I hit it when I get up there my the two balls were right of the green and they were a foot apart 
And I mean, it was like I hit him wow. exactly the same. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I really got to figure out, like, do you do you feel like you maybe have to over-exaggerate to hit the draw and the fade? Because I just wanted to hit everything dead straight. Sure. Yeah, and, and that's a great problem to have. True, <laughs> you know, very true. Dead straight. Cause, yeah, because a lot of golfers, they do have, you know, draws or fades, and they kind of get used to them, and they adjust their body position for it, you know. And, and then, God forbid, that ball goes straight, right? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well. The dreaded straight ball. my fade yes. there, you know. <laughs> you know, so – um, so yeah, having everything straight and it's really having the clubs that fit you and, and places you in that ideal angle at 63.5 degrees for iron shots. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, the accuracy is the number one thing that our customers see right out of the box. They're like, man, I went to the range. I couldn't believe how straight these were. Like I used to have slices, you know, with these clubs all the way down with these, it's straight as an arrow. And, you know, and you really have to work on your fade shots and your thing, you know, and, uh, you know, those little draws, things like that, if you want to do it, but very, very, it's actually very easy to do. You can move the ball placement around. It doesn't have to be right in the center for every single shot. You know, so if you, if you do have those things, yeah, now you kind of have to work on the fades and the, instead of the accuracy, which is, you know, which is a great problem to have especially coming from the conventional world where it's always, well, if I get my seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, I know it's going to have this nice little curve to it right at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was in, the pa- in, the, in the past, it was like, okay, I got to hit a little draw nine iron. I just, you know, I might've played it back in the stance a little bit more. And then I just used my hands and just, you know, use my hands to hit a little draw and I hit it. And I'm like, Whoa, that went dead straight. And the buddy I was playing with, I'm like, let me hit another one. Let me hit another one. And I hit it again. He goes, dude, that's identical. And we get up there and they're literally like, they were like eight inches apart. I mean, it was Freaky. Wow. So yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, uh, is, these clubs are not conducive to um, to um, six feet apart. Apparently, <laughs> no. Okay, they so want to hit not, every, This is not they, COVID compliant. These clubs Matt. do not social distance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, by the yeah, way, that is great to learn. And I'm killing Maddie because I keep coming. I've, 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 I first hit him at Top Golf, and then I played with him, and then I've hit him at Top Golf again with my four-year-old. And I'm just like, I'm killing him every time I come in here. I've hit the clubs again, and he's just getting, he's jonesing over there. So. <laughs> Yeah, certainly can't wait for you to get out and play. It's just a matter of time. You know, that, that is, uh, yeah, that is our number one feedback. So I can't believe how accurate these are. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, having something that fits you. You know, it's just like a, it's like a shirt. You know, you, you, a medium shirt doesn't fit everybody, right. you know. But a set of conventional golf clubs, everybody's just, no, this is the way it is because this is the way it is. So conventional clubs, you have different swing speeds, different line goals, different ball positions, uh, different degrees of offset, different bouncing. Everything is so different. And it's trying to make a medium shirt fit everybody is, is what they're trying to do. So it just gets so complicated. And it's just so many different swings that you have to use, you know. And our second feedback is I don't have to think about as much out there. Yeah. You know, I just swung my last iron, and I know I'm swinging this iron the same. I have 150 yards to the hole, and I'm pulling that club out, you know. So it's, uh, you know, that, that is certainly one of the things about having a custom set that's built for you, uh, you know, that's um, – and takes into account all the, you know, all the geometry and all the physics and everything that's already there. And, uh, you know, and having that, it's such a, it is such a game changer. Uh, you know, everybody's like, I'm not like Bryson, though. I have to hit like Bryson. And it's like, no, nah, I mean, he's like, that guy's like a moving tree trunk. You know, not every, you don't have to be like Bryson to have a consistent swing. I mean, it is. I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like he's not playing for the senior tour in the future. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like it's going to start getting painful on him. Yeah, his, back is, his back's going to break. 
Well, you know, Matt, I'm, 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 uh, I was a little skeptical at first. Now I'm all in. I'm on board, and uh, hopefully, uh, I get a couple more clubs because I mean, I need that gap wedge and that lob wedge, and even the three iron or the 19 degree. So, uh, absolutely, yeah, you got it. And uh, we're launching our new driver too. There you awesome. go. Very excited about it. Yeah, it's coming out in May. So yeah, we were gonna. Uh, send you guys, you know, a couple of those too. See what awesome. you guys think. We, I'm sure, we will catch up with you again soon. Because the next time I hit him, I'll probably want to nerd out some more and talk to you. So uh, we'll do it. You got it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you guys for letting us be on, letting us be on the show. Thank you, and man. we really appreciate it. We appreciate All right. it. Thanks a lot, Matt.